welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 47, Episode 4 of SNL with host Jason Sudeikis and musical guest Brandi Carlisle. I'm Katherine Coleman, and I am joined this week by Charlotte O'Trimba and L.A.-based filmmaker Hunter Hopewell. You can connect with Hunter on Instagram at Hunter Hopewell. And you can find us at SNLpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. And if you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively at Patreon.com slash SNLpodcast. It's our supporters that make this show possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Woo! Welcome to the show, everybody. I've got my AFC Richmond shirt on. I'm ready to talk Sudeikis. I love Ted Lasso. But first, before we get into any of that, I have to introduce you to my pal, Hunter Hopewell. Welcome to the show, Hunter. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you. Uh, so to audience and Charlotte, I have not regaled Charlotte with the tale of how I know Hunter yet. Oh. But uh, we actually met in the SNL standby line. For the David Harbor episode in season forty-five, I was there on a I was there on a work trip in what was it Terrytown? I just got reminded of that a very memorable town. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's Friday night. I'm gonna go down and try to get tickets to Saturday Night Live. And uh, bought a sleeping bag. <laughs> it was like freezing. I you had just bought it. I just yeah. I took an so Uber to the box that came in <laughs> on the sidewalk. Yep. And uh, the people to my left wouldn't talk to me, and the people to my right would talk to me, and they seemed very nice. And it was and you- Hannah and I were to his left, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I insisted on talking to them, and uh, it, yeah, we you know when you're on the street, cold, and you kind they kind of form a community there. And you know the best part is we got in to see the show. We were, uh, Han- I know Han- my friend Hannah and I went. I know we got there. Probably around like twelve thirty. You were one spot ahead of us, so I assume you got there. Yeah, near the same time. You did have your sleeping bag unboxed by the time we arrived. So you'd <laughs> been there for a few minutes, <laughs> and yeah, we just we hung out, we chatted, and then Hunter fell asleep pretty early. I do remember that, um, but we became fast friends nonetheless. We were. I remember that one was really intense because we chose the live show, right? And you you got in. And then they stopped us. Like you got on the elevator and we mm-hmm. had to wait and we didn't have wristbands yet. For anybody who doesn't know how it works, you go through security, you go up and then you get a wristband, you go in the elevator, then you go to the studio and you do not have a seat until you're sitting in it. So they stopped us and I was like, oh man. And I looked at my watch. It was like 1128. <laughs> so it really was, I was like, Hannah, I don't know that we're going to get in. And then they let four more people in. Yeah. And that was, so I barely made the cutoff. Oh, so cool. Um, that was great. But yeah, it was, it was a great time. Hunter just immediately had such a lovely energy about him that was just like captivating. We were both like, we just want to be friends with Hunter. (laughs) Likewise. Yeah. We've we've kept in touch and Hunter is actually a feature filmmaker and a video producer at Disney. Uh, His film Shellfish is playing at the Century Orleans Theater in Vegas this Friday. It is. Uh, So so check that out. Um, I can't wait to see it. I won't be in Vegas, but I'm really excited. I've seen all the clips and trailers. It looks amazing. And Hunter, I'm just so glad to have you. 
Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that plug. Yeah, follow us on social media because we're trying to we're talking to a few distributors and it's going to be streaming somewhere relatively soon. So, um, but yeah, happy to be here and happy to talk about my favorite topic, Saturday Night Live. Segway. And on that note, let's get into the show. You know, I don't study this table all the time, just periodically. <laughs> what is the matter with these kids on the science room? Uh, Hunter, did you enjoy this one? This is my favorite sketch of the night. <laughs> um, yeah, Mikey Day wrote this one with uh, Jasmine Pierce, Streeter Seidel, and Cecily Strong. And like, it's just, the writing is so funny. It's just like every line is a joke. Um, and we've seen this sketch before. It's a recurring sketch. Mm -hmm. But it's always funny. And I think this was my favorite time, especially, Kyle Mooney might be my favorite cast member, especially <laughs> when Kyle comes in. And he has to admit that he's the father of, <laughs> of, of his son. And Jason just totally shames him. Jason shames him in multiple sketches in, in this <laughs> There's episode. There's a theme in this There's episode. a theme. Um, a great theme because he plays it so well. And uh, it's so... And like, I don't know how they do it, but Cecily and Mikey Day just like transform into children. And I'm like, I was... Well, I wasn't quite like that. Um, but, you know, I was like that i was sort of like that when i was a kid so um yeah i thought it was fantastic yeah i i loved this one i've i've loved all of the science show ones i think the sam rockwell one's still my favorite still a great but one. Mm. i just love as someone who used to teach <laughs> science to children the accuracy of this like oh my god it's painful you try to be so patient and like so like chill like we're just gonna learn and then you try to set up these questions in the most leading way possible <laughs> and then you get to the point where you just want to yell what in the hell is wrong with you like they always predict that everything like what do you think is gonna happen it'll explode and then some little shy kid in the back gets scared that it's actually gonna explode like it, it tr they truly capture the chaos of trying to teach science to children yep. in these sketches and so that's what i on a personal level love about it um obviously the, the comedy here is that no one would actually yell those things, you know, no matter how bad you, you may want to in that moment, you, for the most part, I guess there probably is someone, but you, you know, you hold it in and you, you keep that level head, but to hear, to see it play out how you sometimes just wish you could say the things you wish you could say <laughs> is so fun. Um, and yeah, so I love this. I like how they changed it up from previous ones with having the parents come in, like that made it a little different. And so it was really great stuff. Charlotte, was it a win for you? Oh, 100% agree with both of you. I like laughed until tears came out of my eyes. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. Finally, she Finally, cried. Finally. <laughs> I watched this like four times. I'm not even yep. kidding. And cackled every time. I also agree. I love I love this recurring um, sketch. And I also love that they 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 continued the story in a way because you know when the mom <laughs> says I'm Loni's mother mm -hmm. and he goes what? we've been calling her Lonnie, Lonnie this whole time <laughs> so that's like three other sketches like where she's been Lonnie and so I thought that was hilarious <laughs> and also I do love that the parents were just as incompetent how they're standing in front of the camera <laughs> like mm -hmm. I, you know I these think people. Jason works best when he's like he, he he's like so put together it feels like he could be in the a lawyer and to kill a mockingbird or something like that <laughs> and like just when he's 
is hello, you know, and he says that joke about um, I don't look at this table every day, just periodically. <laughs> like I'm in, I'm, I'm in. in totally. <laughs> they do yeah. every sketch like that. Every one of those signs from sketches, they do that corny line at the beginning. So I do appreciate. Oh, that. they do each time it gets that. cornier. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have the, it's like a different dad joke yeah. every time. And yes. Jason Sudeikis is perfect for He's a perfect. dad. <laughs> And also, I just love the recurring joke that she, that Lonnie or Loney has of her sister telling her things about <laughs> sex stuff. inappropriate sex stuff. Yeah. So I just, oh my God, I love this sketch. The sketch is a win. It's just, this was like belly laugh after belly laugh after belly laugh. Mm-hmm. It's so tight, so well written, so well acted. Amazing. But now let's talk about the Loney Lonnie thing. Because when I watched it and he, he he said, Loney, I've been calling her Lonnie the whole damn time. Everyone broke. And I thought, and I realized he wasn't looking at cue cards anymore. And I thought, did he just improvise that? Oh. And then I, I got on Instagram and Melissa Villasenor said, yes, I messed up the line and called her the wrong name. And Jason oh. just ran with it. <laughs> this is incredible. This makes, makes it, it so even much better. better. So mm-hmm. now I mean, this means every sketch after they do this again, like she's going to have to be called Loney. Right. <laughs> just what an a plus instant reaction Serious. from him to give Serious. the most iconic line in the sketch that's it's incredible genius. i'm so glad you saw that Catherine. wow that just made this even better everybody i'm looking at a still from it right now everybody's breaking except for jason sudeikis <laughs> who's saying the line that's so yeah. great they've always maintained they don't do a lot of improv on the show Mm-hmm. But when you watch stuff from the Jason Sudeikis era, I think they did. They were a little bit more. And I think Fred Armisen, too, with him. Mm-hmm. I feel oh, like, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like the uh, the pizza business sketch, which is my all time favorite. <laughs> oh, I you love can that. T- like the pin thing was was improvised. There's no way that was written into that sketch. Like you cannot mm-hmm. convince me. And I, so I, I think I don't know. I think they were maybe a little bit looser with it. Like they still didn't rely a whole sketch on it, but they they played it a little bit looser. And so it was. It's kind of fun to see that come back when he's there. Like he wasn't afraid. Like maybe like some some more recent players would be to just run with it for a second. You know. Yeah, I will. I, I will say like part of what makes Jason Sudeikis so great is his overwhelming confidence and his he's so comfortable on that set on any yeah. set but especially mm-hmm. especially studio 88h um you get to sense it in every character it's just it's it's kind of similar to how keenan thompson also has that same sort of charisma and confidence where it's just like anything you say right now i'm gonna laugh like mm-hmm. you could just read the mm-hmm. phone book um yeah so true yeah all right well a huge win huge for the win. science room yep let's keep going it's time we have a daytime talk show for men. Introducing Melon. <laughs> I'm Melon. I'm Melon. I'm Melon. I'm Melon. Um, Hunter, as as the male on the show this week, uh, <laughs> did you enjoy this one? It's about time, you know. Um, <laughs> I I uh, I did enjoy this one, and uh, and just spoiler alert, I think I enjoyed every every sketch this episode. <laughs> this this might rank lower on my on my list. It's it was kind of like I get the joke in the first ten seconds, and um, mm-hmm. it didn't. There's really I was like, oh, I get it. Like, um, and I think if it was anyone else but Jason Sudeikis, I'm not sure I would have enjoyed it as much. But uh, it's rare when a sketch comes along and coins a new catchphrase and i'm like oh i'm gonna be saying that i'm melon <laughs> on the topic of the catchphrase it's really funny because part of kate's ellen impression is to just say i'm melon over and over again right <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's so funny because like 
she's even said on Ellen, I know you don't say I'm Ellen every sentence. <laughs> so it's really funny that Melon has taken on Kate McKinnon's impression yes. of Ellen to say, I'm Melon. I'm Ellen. <laughs> All the time. Such I think a that's great so brilliant. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, this sketch was so great. I love the premise of this because I've never noticed how every daytime talk show is geared towards women. So I yeah. think it's. It's so interesting to pick up on that and be like, what would a daytime talk show for men even look like? And I think they found such interesting things to do with it. Like they're going to be just like slightly abusive towards each other. (laughs) It's going to be awkward and weird. Like the guests are interesting. Um, I think overall, like I was having a great time with it. It was maybe just a little longer than it needed to be. I think there could have been some, some cuts here um, that I would have, that would have made it just a little tighter and uh, an overall more of a win, but I did enjoy it. Um, Charlotte, where are you going to land on this? Yeah, I would agree with you both. I, this landed well for me. Uh, definitely pointing fun at a very outdated, you know, assumption that women are the ones at home all day watching talk shows. So, Mm -hmm. and I think playing on that, they, they used very sort of like typical masculine stereotypes. And so I do Mm -hmm. love that they still played into that. Like it wasn't going to be like, this is a welcoming show for everybody to watch who maybe parents stays as a stay at home parent. It's like, no, the men for the men. (laughs) So (laughs) agree. Very clear premise. Thought it was funny. What I think didn't quite work all the way. And I still laughed all the way through it. Is that like Jason in playing melon. I'm melon did not come off in that same sort of like stereotypical masculine way. Right. That's true. So I, I think what it just felt incongruous with the rest of the sketch vibe. Like I felt like he should instead have been, if that's the theme you're going with, right? Like the talk show for manly men and they're like fighting each other and nut taps and like Jake Paul is coming on. Like I almost think a really sort of buff, like more masculine type talk show host would have like Jason met. Momoa would host. This yes, show. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And have and have Jason and Jason could still do that. Like just make him super masculine. Instead, he sort of came off kind of like Metro, like funny, just sort of like Ellen, <laughs> but with a wig, you know, I don't know. So I think that part just didn't quite totally click. And so it didn't fully commit to its own premise. Yeah, no, those are those are all interesting points. I think you're right, Charlotte. It's almost like it's almost like there's two ideas really playing against each other here. We're like, yes. one is what if we had a male Ellen and the other is what is, what if talk shows were like toxic masculine and those Agreed. two things don't necessarily inherently go together. Mm-mm. Yeah. Cause I think then touch on the Ellen controversy and have this be the new Ellen and it's just a male Ellen. I'm Ellen! All right. Well, that's enough on melon. <laughs> Let's keep going. The devil here to take credit for all of his latest creations. Uh, this one was exciting. This is one people were talking about all week. So another moment of sort of fan service. Yeah. You know, everybody was, you know, which characters are they going to bring back? You know, you're, you're going to do a couple when an alumni comes on, right? But what will they be? Um, and I'm so glad that this was the one because I think it is so perfect after the last few years we've had. Like mm-hmm. the devil has to address the hell we've been through. Um, so this was super timely and very welcome. Um, the perfect choice of all the characters you could have this one, this had to be it. Um, so that was amazing. Uh, and I love that they went there with Colin and Scarlett. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, amazing that I got big belly laughs out of the, 
Colin and Scarlet stuff. So yeah, more fan service, more playing to people like us. And that's just a good time for me. Uh, Charlotte, did you enjoy seeing the devil? I would agree with you. And I have to say, I was very excited when he came on because I, you know, recognized it. And I thought tonight was a really big win. And funnily enough, I went back to watch some of the past ones and I didn't find the past ones that funny. It's no. they were sort of lackluster. And I felt like they punched punched this one up in a great way. And I love that the whole shtick about the devil is that there are even things that are too offensive for the devil. <laughs> and, and so I right. do love that's sort of an unexpected take. And I do love that that that's part of it. And I agree with you that I loved that they're playing to it. And I love the the Colin interaction. I will say, speaking of tired jokes, I do think the Florida joke was such a like obvious sort of tired joke yeah. um, where something sharper could have gone in there. Like he could have gotten Shay involved, you know, like that would have been really mm-hmm. funny. So I'd say that was maybe the only like real sort of part. There were a couple parts in there that I thought could have been a little better, but on the whole, I thought it was a win and it was what the people wanted and a win. Fair enough. Hmm. Hunter, uh, what did you think? Yeah, Charlotte, I'll agree. I'll agree with you that the past devil bits, um, I've never really found that funny. Um, and I'm sad to say I did not find this one funny either. It's, it's, it felt uh, it did feel timely, which I do like that. But it was another one where it's like I, I get it right from the get go. Um, and yeah, a lot of the jokes felt obvious to me, like the, the Florida one or even that. Was it QAnon that's worse than the devil? Is that what they were? Using? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of feels like a, uh, Mad Libs of like insert, like they said, Prince Andrew is in hell, like insert name here. And it's like kind of the same bit every time. I'm not sure there's much. Mm. If this was the first time I had seen it, maybe I would like it more. But because I know the shtick already, and yes, we're all aware that, you know, 2020 was hell and 2021 is not much better. I was just kind of like, ah, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to think about hell on earth. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I just, I, it was hard to laugh at, at that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's totally fair. Like I, I had fun with this and it was, it was a win, but the, there definitely could have been some sharper, wittier jokes here. For sure. Mm-hmm. If you want to see our full sketch by sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. Let's talk about our overall thoughts and ratings. Hunter, what's your moment of the night? My moment of the night is a moment we already talked about, and it was already my favorite moment. And then Catherine gave some more insight into it, and it's the the Loney. Is it your Loney Lonnie? Took my moment. It's so. <laughs> And there's a moment where everybody starts breaking and the audience is right there with them. It's right. The sketch heightens to that moment. There's an arc to it. It's just, it's just, it's just so nice. So that, that sketch I could see going down as um, maybe a a classic one. Like I said, that was my favorite of those science classroom ones. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, this is not what I had written down for my moment of the night, but now that you've said it, you're right. That's the moment. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Charlotte. Um, (laughs) Could have just said, Charlotte, you want to go first? And then I would have been the winner of moment of the night. Because <laughs> it's a competition. We're all winners yeah, tonight. So, you actually, you still are the winner because you get to make it unanimous, which is a special great True. thing that doesn't often happen. True. So, but I, I thought about 
like Sudeikis appearing as Biden because it sort of told us like, mm. oh, this is going to be one for the fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I thought about, I don't know, there's that moment in the monologue that made me cry. Yep. But is that really like the <laughs> moment of the night? But you're right. The moment is hands down the Loney Lonnie moment. And then knowing it was improvised makes it that much better. Yep. Charlotte, what's your moment? <laughs> yeah, pick something unique. <laughs> Guys, that's the moment of the night, though. Like, T-H-E, <laughs> yeah, all yeah. capitals, the moment of the night. Now that we know it was improvised. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just such an incredible sketch. I'm going to watch it again after we finish recording. And I'm going to laugh again. And I'm going to laugh even harder watching this. The faces. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. Amazing. Perfect. I've I rewound that moment so many times. Like I've watched each person's face as they like heard it. <laughs> We've been saying that <laughs> yeah, the whole time. <laughs> I mean, now, and I just love that that moment has now changed the trajectory of this recurring sketch because mm-hmm. I really hope they adhere to that new rule that was created, which is that <laughs> her name, her is, name Loney is Loney now. from here on out. I, I just really hope they do because it was an incredible moment in and of itself, and then more credible. Now that we know it was improvised. Yeah. Capital T-H-E, the moment. A rare unanimous moment of the night. I don't remember a time that's ever happened. So go team. This is a treat. <laughs> Let's talk about best sketch. Obviously, science room. Uh, hands down science room. Going to watch it, as I just said, again, after. And I'm going to send it to everybody I know. Best sketch of the night. Uh, okay, I've given it away. I said right up front, science room was yeah. the, the best sketch of the night. Uh, and I think... A close runner-up is the parent-teacher conference. But as we've said, um, for me, and I think for Charlotte, too, it kind of hits this point halfway through where it, it broke reality too far for me. So uh, science science room, great all the way through. I um, Okay, I'm, I'm going to have a different take. I'm if sorry, you choose this time. what's up with that, ooh-wee. I will leave this room. <laughs> ooh-wee, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. I'm not going to choose what's up with that. Or slash what? Well, then I changed um, my answer. <laughs> Swear to God, I was t- I was tempted to go with the monologue mm. because it was mm. such a standout moment for me. Uh, but is that's... that the best sketch of the night? Like, no. Um, so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna give it to the casino proposal. Um, it was wow, wow. It just really it just really <laughs> delighted me. It was um it was wild and crazy, and I had a good time with it. Dull. Okay. But Science Room is second place, an honorable mention. All right, well, let's talk about MVP. Hunter, who are you going to give it to? You know, it's so, I want to pick a cast member, but I got to give it to Jason Sudeikis. I mean, he made this episode magical. And, you know, he was such a strong player when he was a part of the cast. And to see him come back, bring back these memorable characters and introduce new ones who are you know, also very memorable. It it was just, um, it was my favorite episode this season. And a big part of that is just my love for Jason Sudeikis. But there were some, also some really great standout performances from the cast. So it's a, it's a tough call. Charlotte, who are you going to give it to? I would have to agree with Hunter. I, I also wanted to choose a cast member, but the reality is Jason Sudeikis was in almost every sketch yeah. and, and really did make this show. And also... Yeah, my my personal love and admiration for Jason Sudeikis also informs that decision. And I was so excited to see him come back. I was a huge fan when he was on SNL. And I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso and just a huge fan of him as a person. I just want desperately to be his friend. And I'm mm-hmm. so happy that he is my choice for MVP. Jason, if you're listening, <laughs> why don't you come over for dinner and we'll be friends? He's amazing. Come on over. Come on over. Yeah. 
Sudeikis is great. I was so excited for him to host. I yeah. love, love, love Ted Lasso. But on that note, a little sad there were no Ted Lasso cameos. Yeah. Um, I I, I wonder if that was on purpose. Do you think? I don't know. I think. Do you think maybe they wanted to purposely make it about his SNL time and not about? Te- I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was like, "No, I don't want to do a Ted Lasso sketch." You know that that's always possible. Um, yeah. But I actually am not giving my official MVP to Sudeikis. That was a lot of lead into it, but it's actually <laughs> what I would I would love to, but I just I want to point this out because. I've mentioned already on the show, he doesn't get enough recognition. Chris Red was not in a lot, and he did not have big roles, but he <laughs> really killed the few things he did. So he was Kyrie Irving in, in I'm Melon, and mm. just nailed the delivery of I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. And then the in, the, in the boxers. Vaccine. God, we didn't even talk yeah, about in that. The boxers sketch, like fantastic with his interactions with Ego and the faces he was making. Yeah. And then in What's Up With That, what a delightful little dance move he was pulling off. And then when he like came across on the bottom of the screen, I loved it. I thought uh, Chris, for having not a ton to work with tonight, sold every line he was given. And I just think he's such a fantastic performer. Yeah. So to have him get those moments that every single one of them got huge laughs, uh, I was really loving it. So I was like, you know what? Sudeikis, he's, ha- he's had his moment, but... I'm I'm gonna throw a little love Chris's way tonight. It's a great, great pick. Now for the big one. On a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or train wreck. Hunter, how would you rate this episode? Oh. Okay. I'm going to go with uh great. This is a great episode. Um I there were too many sketches that were just okay for me to say it was um classic. And maybe it'll become a classic in time, but um, just a really great, solid episode. Great host. Really great musical guest, too. Um, so, yeah. Great. Yeah. I think I'm going to land on great, too. I was, I don't know, it. it's sort of close to being decent for me, actually. Um, hmm. Because I think if you just look at the sketches and take away the excitement of it being Jason Sudeikis, it's not a standout, fantastic episode. Uh, like mm-hmm. there, were, there were several things that were more middle of the road for me. But there were a lot of things that I really liked. There was a lot of fan service here that I loved. And it was Jason Sudeikis, which I was so excited about. So that all puts it into great territory for me. Um, and yeah, a great where I'm landing. Charlotte, how about you? I'm going to agree with both of you. I also thought this landed at great for me. Similarly, I thought there were some sketches in there that could become classics. But there mm-hmm. were one too many that were just okay. And... Yeah, I I was also maybe a little bit disappointed with some of the sketches. I I sort of well, I really wanted this episode to be a, an instant classic, and I just don't think it was. But I do think to your point, Catherine, they they gave the fans what they wanted for a lot of them, which I respect. All right, well, a a big episode with it's it's always a tentpole episode when you have a alumni, especially one with as much heat on him as like Ted Lasso and all those Emmy nominations and wins got him Uh, a fun time was had by all a sentimental time was had by all and Hunter thank you so much for joining us tonight guys this was great I love this I was talking about my favorite show um, with two of my favorite people now (laughs) Um, no really it was it was really great uh, talking with you guys about this Um, 
Yeah. yeah. And and if you want to hear more from Hunter, you can follow him on Instagram and remind us again where we can catch shellfish. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you happen to be in Vegas, uh, come down to the uh, Century Orleans on October 30th. It's playing at 2 p.m. along with another short film I made. Um, but yeah, follow follow Shellfish Official on on Instagram for for updates. It'll be uh, you know getting distributed. I didn't even ask at the top of the show, but why don't, can you give us just the uh, the pitch for Shellfish? Oh yeah, um, thank you for letting me do this. Um, Shellfish, it's a it's a movie about making a movie and uh it's kind of autobiographical in that way um a stop motion animator he's got like a week to make this short film with his lifelong crush and his dumbstruck brother who doesn't who doesn't talk and when uh when when everything goes wrong on their set a lot a lot of issues come out and it's it's kind of a dramedy there's also a lot of stop motion in it too so um yeah it's kind of like a rod Roger Rabbity uh, stop motion, half stop motion, half anime, uh, half live action. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy with how it turned out, and I appreciate you letting me plug it. Of course, I've enjoyed. You've posted a couple kind of behind the scenes of how you how you did the stop motion because the what's interesting is it interacts, like you said, kind of Roger Rabbit style. Like it's Hunter sitting in the shot, and then like his eye kind of pops out. So like you had to do. You, like how the, you did like a behind the scenes of how you got the eye to appear on screen as if it were your eye. And I thought that was fascinating. Well, thank you. Yeah, we shot all the live action stuff first and then shot all this animated stuff and layering it in was a really fun learning experience. And I think it, it, it turned out pretty good. Yeah. So check out Hunter. Check out Shellfish. Charlotte, thank you for being here, too. And if you want to see Charlotte, you can see her. Where can we see you? Charlotte? You can Tell us you can it. follow me on Instagram at Charlotte Otremba. And you can see our upcoming sketch show this week where I have a Halloween themed sketch, which I'll be editing after this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So at the last index theater where I direct the sketch team, Charlotte's on the sketch team. She wrote this great um, Halloween sketch. That's Wednesday night at eight on YouTube. Check it out. And it's going to be a good time. Awesome. And that is a wrap. Thanks to Hunter Hopewell and Charlotte Otremba. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Grace Kogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in two weeks when SNL returns with host Kieran Culkin and musical guest Ed Sheeran, assuming he gets over his COVID in time. But until then, this has been episode number 145 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story. And I'm still here.